Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Pastor Kelly, and this is... I'm Pastor Dave. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us on our first uh, podcast installment at St. Matt's United Methodist Church in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we're really excited you all could be here with, the, uh, with us. And Dave, you want to give a little bit more about kind of what we're kicking off and what the idea was? Well, yeah, we're, we're uh, trying to kick off a, you know, really an internet kind of gathering space and an internet ministry where we hope to uh, give, a, give a place, a space for people to connect and talk about matters that are important, both theological and, and practical kind of ways of living. And we, we're just hoping to give some insight and give a little bit of uh, uh, what Jesus would have to, to say in some of these, some of these uh, important issues. And do it uh, on the internet and uh, in a in a way that is is accessible to people who who are not here uh, physically, yeah. Um, and but still have that community that's that's so important to build. That's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna go with the other one, which was everybody that works here was like, you need to start a podcast with Pastor <laughs> Dave because people need to hear what he thinks. And I was like, sure, let's do that then. Uh, <laughs> No, I think your answer is fantastic. Uh, so essentially our format, right, is going to be uh, kind of like we'll talk more about the sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think uh, for me, my heart, too, a little bit about me is uh, I really want people on the Internet and online, right, to understand that they're loved and that they matter. Um, and that the space we're trying to create for them is not, in essence, the, hey, watch our worship service online. Right and sit on the porch Mm -hmm. while everybody inside has, like, Christmas dinner, right? Because it's almost Christmas. Uh, But what we want is we want to have a space where you're a part of that conversation, where people can can have community there, um, and and they're they're more involved, right? Uh, So my favorite part, probably, of the podcast every week is going to be when we get ready to get started on our questions, uh, I'm going to turn this light on. You ready? <laughs> ready, Dave? I'm ready. All right, we're Let's about go. to get serious. Let's roll. <laughs> I love it. All right, serious <laughs> face. Uh, so this week, uh, we started second week of Advent. Second? Third. Third week. Yeah, I'm a bad pastor. <laughs> don't, don't do what I do. Uh, see, anybody can do this. That's it's right. easy. Um, so I, I think, too, for the uninitiated, right, uh, I, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts, uh, Dave, on kind of what Advent is. Um, and then maybe if you get to it, what Advent isn't. Okay. If you have a take on that too, that would be sure, cool. Sure, sure. Well, Advent is uh, uh, a time when we prepare ourselves uh, for the coming of Christ, for the coming of Christ uh, in in the world and also in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's some way that we prepare and get ready and make room for, for that to happen. Right. Uh, Advent, of course, is the season leading up to Christmas, so... We tend to look toward when Jesus was born, right. obviously, and kind of what led up to that. What were the prophecies about Jesus? Uh, what the what was there in the Old Testament that kind of that we look back and say, "Oh, this was about Christ coming," or "This was about the Messiah coming," if we talk about it in the Hebrew sense. Um, and, and then we also tend to talk about uh, Christ's second coming. So, uh, and right. we kind of almost really we we blur the two. Mm-hmm. And in this time of Advent, we, we talk about the first coming, we talk about the second coming, and really about how uh, the world was changed. It was changed for sure uh, in, in the first coming and in sure. the incarnation of Christ, when Christ came in the manger and, 
and really made a difference in the world and has made a difference in our lives. Uh, and then, of course, the second coming is the time when we look toward the work of Christ being completed mm. um, and talk about all of what that means. And there was there's tons of things in Scripture about what it means when that work of Christ is completed and how the world becomes uh, a perfect place. Right. Um, now, when of course, we can't know when Christ will return. Um, and we can't know for sure exactly what it's going to look like, but right. uh, but that's kind of what this this time is about. Uh, this time of season of Advent, it's a time of waiting, of seeking, of dreaming. Uh, I like to I, I like what I've heard before, and the description of Advent is the season for those who are broken. Mm, that's good. The the season um, for those that that are experiencing some kind of brokenness, and that could be anything. That could be, you know, a, a broken family. That could be struggle with addictions or health problems or worries about family or not having family. Uh, it could be any any number of things, uh, uh, food insecurity or, or uh, other things. Uh, but it's a time for uh, those who are experiencing that brokenness in whatever form it is to look forward to the time uh, when the world is perfect and as it should be, and those things disappear. Uh, in that time and in that promise. So in that way, uh, that's a powerful image, I think, that it's it's a season for the broken. Uh, right. it's, it's not just a season to hang your Christmas lights and to buy presents and all of those kind of things. Those all things, those are things have a significance, of course. Sure. Um, if we look at kind of the traditions behind them and how they, they can point us, uh, if we're kind of looking for it, point us to Christ and right. point us to kind of healthy things uh, about the season of, that we're looking forward to. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I, I think for me, too, one of the things that's always so difficult, right? So when you're trying to reconcile this, the, the stories and, and, and uh, the, from the Bible, right, or, or the, the narratives and, and you know, especially really important events that have already come to pass, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not like we're, you know, the wise men and, and we're waiting expectantly on, on the event to occur. And so, um, you know, for me, like growing up, um, you know, I've heard the stories. I've heard them over and over again. And I've heard them every year at the same time every year. And um, so what I love about your explanation and, and your answer is uh, there's this relational work that's important for us to do as believers, especially now, right, where um, it's finding ways to relate mm-hmm. to that expectant. See right, like in 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 preparing and the preparation of of what's coming, um, and uh, you know, so so a lot of times my experience as well is like there's this like you can't have bo- like you can't celebrate Christmas and be joyful and also do this other thing as opposed to like everything's kind of just this mess where everything kind of meets in the middle. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the things that's so important about Advent, what it helps me accomplish, is um, I love that there's seasons, mm-hmm. right, and so. There's a rhythm in my life now where I get to this time of year where I get to do this, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, it's I get to reset or I get to to process it from this perspective, and I go and I do self inventory, like because mm-hmm. we're gonna go through Christmas, right, and then we're gonna get to New Year's, and and um, but in Advent there's this opportunity for me to like take a step back and go, oh yeah, it's Advent, like mm-hmm. I I'm how does how do I feel about that and 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 what is that working on and culturally too it helps because there's these markers and this rhythm in our in our society where this is a time of year that's appropriate to do that yes 
Um, and so I, I love that. Mm -hmm. So I wrote on here, uh, I don't have an answer for this one, uh, <laughs> but I don't know, are there Advent traditions? Like, are there, um, and so when I ask this question, obviously we have some in the church, and I, and I want you to kind of walk through that, because your mm -hmm. explanation Sunday about the candles, I, was, I thought it was fantastic. Um, but I've never had, like, Advent traditions in my household mm -hmm. where, like, you know, like, I do the, I, uh, you might know this, maybe not, but, uh, by the way, y'all, I'm an Italian, and I talk with my hands, so if you see my hand go off screen, that's why, uh, but growing up, I had this, like, mouse calendar, uh -huh. right, that would count down the days to Christmas, and we didn't have chocolate in that one, y'all are spoiled now, but <laughs> but I would move the mouse, that was, like, my job, Yeah. Uh, but we, we in our, in my current household, I don't think we have any necessarily like we have christmas traditions in, in preparation of that day and, and mm -hmm. the, the birth of christ but we don't have advent traditions except when we're we're in service mm -hmm. so what do you think so what's the question question is is <laughs> uh so i it's twofold i would okay. say do you have any kind of personal advent traditions that you mm -hmm. or your family have gone through mm -hmm. um and uh i'd love for you to kind of walk through because we do them in service, like mm -hmm. we have, right, right, those those types of traditions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've we've loved doing the advent calendar thing, and we've done the chocolate thing, and we've done, you know, toys and those, you know, Legos and those kind of things in the in the advent calendar. We've we've tried to when the kids were younger, especially, we've tried to really uh, the, the, uh, associate those each of the day and each of the opening the the little door with a, you know, one of the passages that point to Christ, right. Um, so we've, we've done that in the past and we've kind of tried to mix it up a little bit, not, not do the same, same things every year, but the kids have, have loved that. That's awesome. And I, I love that tradition. And, and, uh, like you say, I mean, in moving the mouse or, or doing something every day, um, kind of both heightens the expectation mm -hmm. and it gives you something to do so that you're not going to just, <laughs> you know, as a child bust. Hey, you know, because you're you're just so excited about. He's what's he's going. looking at me right now because I'm about to bust. <laughs> of course, and I am too. I mean, this is this is fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and and we talk about serious things too because this is really important to our lives. Yeah, and really meaningful for so many people uh, as we get into this season. Uh, and, and it's also meaningful. You know, the flip side of Christmas is that there's a lot of people who feel broken and disconnected yes. and can't get into the the joy of Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe maybe there was a death in the family that, that happened in this time that, um, right. you know, colors that. Maybe maybe it's a time when you see, uh, you know, you think you see all of these uh, uh, pictures of perfect families greeting, you know, meeting right. around the turkey and, oh, well, my family's, you know, messed up in some way. <laughs> My family's uh, not eating turkey together. <laughs> they're throwing knives. Yeah, yeah, they're like, so. wait, what? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. And so, so there are some people that really kind of hit the opposite end of the stereotype during this right. season, and in, in that it's a season of darkness. And for those folks, I really lean into when I'm talking with them. Really lean into Advent. You know, this time of of brokenness and expectation. We can talk about the joy and the hope of Christ. And how you can experience that, even if you're not in a good place, maybe right. yourself. Uh, and in that way, Christ really can, in these conversations, really can work to heal. Right. Um, you know, or at least teach you to duck the knives as they get thrown to you. Uh, that is wonderful. <laughs> and I think for me too, you're touching on some some really 
important, I think, some theological concepts, too. And, and for me, one of the things that Advent is always a really good reminder of is how um, there's expectation mm-hmm. around the holidays. But I think a lot, a lot of, in my personal experience, those expectations are actually really harmful. Um, and there's comparison and yeah. there's, and there's all this stuff of like, it's the holidays. I can't tell you, uh, you know, how many times I hear from people, even before I was a pastor where it was like, well, it's the holidays. I'm supposed to be happy. And I go, nobody said that. Like, where, where did you hear that? And so there's this, so for me, one of the ways that I reconcile that right personally, and then in, in trying to minister and help people and encourage them is, you know, the, the thing we're waiting on is that Jesus is with us. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus doesn't just say like, I'm here now, uh, be happy. Like, that's not it at all. Like, right. So it's, there's this really cool thing that happens where this is a, this is a reminder because it's an event that's occurred mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I'm not alone in my grief. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone in my sorrow. I'm not, God hasn't like left me. Uh, the, the birth of Christ is God's like very forceful <laughs> reminder that not I no I haven't forsaken you I haven't abandoned you and I'm here and I'm with and I yeah. love you yeah. and so that for me has always been a message of hope yes um, and help mm-hmm. um, and also perspective on oh God isn't God's love for me isn't a reflection of my circumstances because right. you know that's Jesus comes to the people and they're like at their worst point, right? And and so for me, if and and for listeners or people who are listening to this, if you're at a place in life where like the season you're currently in is one of like maybe it might be the worst you've ever been in, mm-hmm. uh, please know like we love you. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know. Um, you know, uh, but also that um, God hasn't abandoned you. Absolutely, like, it's the season of well, I'm close and I'm mm-hmm. near. And I, I, I love that. One of, one of the descriptions of Advent is the now and not yet. It's mm. a season where we can feel Christ's presence and know that that presence has not been fully fleshed out. Right. So that plan of, uh, of healing is, is not completed yet. And so right. in the process of that plan being completed, we find this, this darkness or this brokenness or this incompleteness that is here. Uh, and so that's another kind of cool description of, of Advent, the, the, the now and not yet. Season. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think I've joked with you about this in the office, but like, that's the, I, it's where I get annoyed. I'm like, either fix it or like not. And God's like, but it's now and not yet. Okay, I'm like, that's yet. not an yeah. answer. Uh, but that's the thing that's so cool. What Lewis says, right. It's putting the world to rights. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's NT right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But there's that. We get to be a part of that work where like the veneer, right. Of, heaven and earth are meeting or shimmer, right? And then there's this, there's times where it breaks through mm-hmm. and there's times where it's like, maybe it's not there yet. And like, we get to help be a part of that facilitation. And so mm-hmm. it's, that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you did something uh, Sunday that like, I'm not going to say it's my favorite part of your sermon, <laughs> but it, it, uh, it was great. And I loved your explanation of like the candle colors uh-huh. because I'm a tradition nerd. I just love like I love to know where we came from and you said some things that I'd never heard before. So can mm-hmm. you kind of like explain to us a little bit about Advent can, candle mm-hmm. colors? Well, yeah. So in the church and uh, we have the Advent wreath and so it's an evergreen wreath and the evergreens have their symbolism. And then there's candles that uh, for us, there's four candles. There's four Sundays in Advent leading up to Christmas. 
the Advent wreath, as it is now, it's really only been around for a couple of hundred years. So it's not an ancient tradition. Uh, you know, there's some ancient symbolism there, but it's really in its form only been around a couple of hundred years. And really the guy who kind of did it first uh, used the candles that he had on hand, and they were red. Um, and so, you know, it began with red candles. We've, we've changed over the years, uh, brought in different traditions, added to uh, the Advent wreath. Um, you know, a common tradition is that there's three purple candles and one pink candle, a rose-colored candle. Right. Um, and so that's that's a tradition that's that's around. I, I prefer each of the candles to be purple. Yep. Uh, and there's other churches and traditions where all the candles are blue, you know, and all the paraments are, you know, blue, and blue is yeah. the color of Advent, and uh, purple is then saved for the season of Lent. Yep. Um, but in the beginnings of Advent, it first was celebrated much like Lent is. Um, and uh, it carried a lot of the same kind of ideas and, and um, uh, traditions, um, such as being 40 days long instead of four weeks long, four Sundays long. Uh, the Orthodox Christian tradition still celebrates Advent in that way. So in, in that tradition, uh, Advent is, is 40 days long. And so they have six Sundays in their season, and they have different candles uh, six different candles in their wreath, and they're each a different color, so six different colors, and they have different meanings behind each of those colors as well. So, um, you know, the the wreath tradition, while it's rich, uh, it it you know, there's nothing magic in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you of know, Jesus, you know, Jesus' family didn't start it when he was born. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, there's no rules that say the candles have to be this or that. Right. Uh, it's this. It's our way of kind of expressing the the holiness of the season right and it can be done in a number of different ways okay. um and and each of them you, you can highlight different kind of pieces of it by doing it different ways. right i think uh one of the things i love about tradition um is that uh you know and i feel like scripture's full of these right where there's something you do that maybe you weren't an eyewitness to but it's meant to put you in a posture of remembrance and mm -hmm. presence, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the Advent wreath is so cool. Uh, because again, like we read and we talk and, and we get this opportunity in the midst of everything else going on in life to like mm -hmm. sit in a moment where it's like, oh yeah, that's cool. I like that. Uh, I love it. I love it. And I love that you have that brain where you know all this stuff and you answer the next question too. So actually the well, next... I looked at the questions earlier, yeah, so they yeah, just yeah. all kind of jumbled in my so head. So what anyway. I have realized, and I'm not even looking at him right now, is that Dave reads the things I give him. Uh, oh, no. And then two, uh, you remember them. Uh, I read things, I just don't remember them. Uh, so I, I think there's I think there's a couple more here that I want to I wanna touch on. Um, Something uh, that we've kind of we've kind of labeled or, or discussed already, um, but in the spirit of Advent, right? How do we? Because um, uh, people already know, right? As we're talking, that we're pastors, um, and I think at times like that gets confused with like we're also not regular people. Oh yes, right? We're like, mm -hmm. oh, you're a pastor, so like you know, you you uh, know everything there is to know about all the things, or like you're like like all the spiritual practices and whatever. And I'm like, I, I mean, I, I'm a dad and, and, and a husband and, you know, I like have hobbies too, but 
So I think for, for me and for you, I think one of the ways we probably want to posture towards this question is more of like, how would you and I as individuals prepare for Christ in this season, mm-hmm. like of Advent? Like mm-hmm. what is, and if there's any type of thing that you normally do, like yearly, mm-hmm. uh, like how do you prepare? Well, I, I try to stay in the mindset. Um, and not get caught up in, you know, there's a lot of culture wars and, you know, is, you know, is the cup the right color is the, yeah. you know, is, is the, fla- you know, everything is, a, a, you know, we have the season of, of yeah. spice and then we have the season of peppermint and then, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it helps, Advent really helps me to put that stuff, you know, in its perspective. Yeah. Okay. And to say that really what we're doing here is celebrating the coming of Christ. And then what do I expect Christ to be? Um, how does Christ make a difference in the world? How did he make a difference in the first coming? Right. Um, how does he make a difference to me uh, as a regular everyday person? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I don't need the love of Christ. Right. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm, you know, subject to, to something that other people are not. As, you right. know, I go through the ups and downs of, of life just like everybody else does. And I right. need Christ just like everybody else right. does. Um, but as in the role of pastor, I'm helping others to learn that. Mm-hmm. And so Advent helps us to talk about those those issues sure. and really make Christ something other than um, kind of the cultural thing that it is. But it's meaningful mm-hmm. for individuals, and it's meaningful for, for life, the real life that we live today. Right. That's I love that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, there's there's two things. Um, it, one is uh, it's inventory, mm-hmm. self inventory part of the year where, um, you know, for me, it's 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 kind of in the same lines of. But there's a couple weeks now for as we're going into the end of the year, we'll all start to go. Okay, God, what did I expect of you this year? Mm-hmm. Um, and and which parts of those God were me. And which part of those were like what you were actually trying to do, mm-hmm. and then uh, in that as well, it's um, uh, so the way that my my faith journey has really worked itself out, and, and I feel like one of the ways that God uh, works with me and, and how our relationship works essentially is, um, it's not that I go from aha to aha <laughs> or like you know epiphany epiphany, <laughs> spoiler, um, or coming soon, coming soon, <laughs> ha ha, um, or. Um, you know, I need God to do like a mountaintop or miracle experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hold a lot of stock and value in um, when I'm not in, a, in an experience or like I'm very aware or things are going really well, I'm, I try to remember. Mm-hmm. Right? I try to cling to, to when God did show up and when God did do big things. And I'm like, and so that sustains me not until God does the next big thing, but it, it, it bolsters my faith because I have all of this history of a relationship I have with God where God has shown up, mm-hmm. right? And God is trustworthy and God is faithful and God does love me. And so it's appropriate for me in this season where God has promised for, you know, I don't know, thousands upon thousands of years to come and fulfill this promise. Mm-hmm. And then God follows, like God does what God said God was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it helps me go, oh, yeah, this is the time of year to do that. Uh, I should, I, I'm, it, it, it's good. Um, and then in that too, um, you know, one of the things that I struggle with, I think, is I get really busy mm-hmm. and I get very focused on 
<laughs> the things I feel like I'm supposed to get done. Um, if you have little kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and then job and work and dreams and goals. And, you know, uh, you know this about me personally. Like mm -hmm. I'm in a season where God's calling me to some things that require a little bit more. Uh, okay, God, I don't know if that's going to go the way that we want it to. But uh, and so there's this um, I'm really focused. And sometimes when I get really focused, I kind of miss the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. And so there's this this wonderful thing that happens yearly where I get to go in and go, oh, I want to see the trees. Mm -hmm. Like I want to stop for a sec and I want to smell the flowers and I want to go, God, let's celebrate what you've done. And remind, like, let me be reminded of like your faithfulness and your goodness mm -hmm. in ways that maybe I'm not totally paying attention to. Because all of creation this is kind of what we submitted to with our calendar and how we celebrate this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Comes into this posture of like, oh, Jesus is here. Mm -hmm. And so it's it helps me go, okay, I've worked and I've worked and I've worked and now I get to rest in that for a minute. Which is funny because, you know, Christmas season for pastors is typically <laughs> ramp, ramp, ramp. Um, but I, I, for me, I look forward this time of year because I, I force myself to kind of stop for a sec. And it's it's always really peaceful and renewing and i'm like why did i do this all year okay we'll work on that but <laughs> but i think that's great and then and then the the back end of it is once i feel like i've gotten to the okay i've sat in that god i'm renewed and i and i remember um and you have fulfilled what you said you would do then i start dreaming mm -hmm. then it's the then it's the oh jesus you're coming back and <laughs> and and Oh, cool. So, like, what do we do until you get back? Like, yeah. like when, yeah. when you're going to come back? And so there's that, there's that other excitement for me because if you couldn't tell, like, sitting with my thoughts is not always the thing I enjoy the most. It's, it's dreaming and getting excited and then, like, launching into the new year to, right. to do, to, to, like, you know, start chomping at the bit to get stuff mm -hmm. done. And so, because mm -hmm. um, then I can then focus on, you know, the forest and not the trees. Uh, but it's cool. Like, there's this advent ushers me into that season of year um and it's it's i really enjoy it love it okay so then uh this is this is uh not my favorite thing you said sunday um what is the favorite my, the uh, it favorite was the candle thing, thing. i love yeah, the candle thing okay. i i just loved um uh, because i've told you this too and like for people listening um i just am fascinated about the things we do mm. that other people mm -hmm. have done mm-hmm so you know when when you think about like my my spec on the earth right like in in my lineage and my family history and where I've come from and now I'm a Methodist and you know you can trace our ordination of pastors all the way back to Paul or Peter right like Peter, I mean, Peter. Peter. Mm -hmm. and so like I come from this history of like people who like voted on me and and licensed me and commissioned mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and and you know edified the call that I felt like I was hearing goes all the way back to Peter. Mm -hmm. So I come from a place, right? right like, right. It, and it's super cool. And so candles, like, and the colors and how we decorate and why we decorate and all this other stuff, like, there's there's hundreds of years of history there. Right. And I just, it's like, oh, like, the saints that went before me mm -hmm. also did this. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. And I love that. Well, we, we, we are part of a tradition and part of a line of, of Christians who have gone and people of faith who have gone before us, and right. we continue that story. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 like the the Hebrews passage. You know, the, the cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. um, that we can look to and know that you know we're part of that story as well. Right. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So um, you touched on this, um, and it I thought it was brilliant. Um, so the power of expectation. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. What do you, what do you, especially in this time of year, right? Because we kind of, I kind of touched on a little spoiler, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we expect things of, our, of ourselves or other people expect uh, of us. But I think that, that there's a conversation to be had around this season and, and kind of like what are good expectations to have and what are maybe mm-hmm. not, maybe more harmful or not helpful right. expectations. Right. Well, um, I think the expectations that are helpful are the things that connect us to Christ sure, and to the teachings of, of Christ. Um, mm-hmm. You know, culture, um, society has, has some of this kind of built into it mm-hmm. without attributing it to, to Jesus and in the, the want, the love of the Christmas spirit right? that we call it. Uh, I think that's a great thing, uh, but so many people see that as something different yeah, and yeah, apart from from Jesus, right? But that Christmas spirit drives us to you know do all kind of things, give to food pantries and and be part of feeding ministries and generosity, uh, generosity in general, yeah. uh, going out of our way to help a neighbor to, to who's going through some kind of hardship or yeah. or even just trying to bless somebody, right? You know that's that season of uh, spirit of Christmas kind of thing, yeah. Is what we're called to do all year long, right? right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's part yeah. of of the Christian tradition. It's the Holy Spirit that is working with us, and, right? And so many of us only recognize it when the Hallmark movies are, you know, are playing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's that's how we're meant to be. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame that you know it. We limit it to November and December. Yeah. And not just practice that and and uh-huh. see that. And, uh, you know, and that's part of growing in faith right? is, is learning to, to be that, that person um, working in the spirit and working as neighbors and working to, to bless instead of to curse um, those who are around us. He looked at me because I'm from <laughs> Jersey and sometimes I'm not the nicest person. Uh, yeah, I love that answer. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think for me, and I want to keep talking about this, so I, I think for me one of the things that's always fascinating too is – um, so expectations, right? Um, if I go into life with these with these expectations that are not helpful, then there's a box, mm-hmm. right? There's there's, I, and I want to say self fulfilling prophecy because I think that's cheap to people who are actually going through really difficult times. Mm-hmm. But if if my expectations, right, are this is my lot and this is what it is, then. Then, you know, or, or my expectations are like, well, I'm going to ramp up so that like these two months I'm really well behaved. So Santa comes to my house. <laughs> um, th- those types of things are we're charitable here or 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 maybe like there's expectations of, you know, if I don't get my act together, then God's going to be like mm-hmm. disappointed. Like there's mm-hmm. all of these things. And so our lines of thinking um, and where they come from, I think, are so important. And, and so Advent. For me, I think Advent is almost like I, I view it essentially as like the kickoff of like I close the current year and then the, the flip of it is the beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. So it's the ramp up into, OK, let's do this for the rest of the year. like mm-hmm. we, we do this and it's um, 
it's fascinating to me when you stop and you kind of observe how charitable people are, how kind they are. And I don't mean financially because I'm a millennial. I don't have any money. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm okay. Uh, but um, but how quickly that dissipates. Yeah. How quickly um, – it's like the first bump hits. Uh, you know, you'll see this at New Year's, right? Everybody goes through. We go through Advent. We get, we get to Christmas. We get to New Year's. And historically, you know, gyms have 180% sign-up rates. And within the first month and a half, they're all gone. And they're like mm – -hmm. and it's almost like we do this. I say we because I'm included in this. We're full of the festive spirit because I'm feeding off of everybody else that's doing great. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy and joyful or they're just mindful of other people because they're actual people instead of like, how dare you stop me, sir, and ask me to donate to charity? Like, I have yeah. places to be. And it's like, oh, it's Christmas. I should be charitable. And I'm like, oh, you're man. Um, but these expectations are, harmful expectations, I would say, are, well, I only have to do this for two months. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus came, I got the T-shirt done, right? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, Advent is this opportunity to go into this posture of the expectation is Jesus comes and nothing is ever the same again. Mm -hmm. Like there's this, I joke, I call it the, the terror and, the, and the, the time space continuum because God, deity, made flesh. It like, it, it takes everything and does this. Like it, yeah. it's comp it changes everything permanently. So even like what I think is possible and what God can do is now also altered like mm -hmm. permanently. Oh, big deal. Um, and so it's, I think there's power in, um, I'll close that thought with this. I think there's power in um, what I think, the ex what my expectations are. I think there's power in how I understand other people's expectations and I think there's this really good opportunity during Advent where God is literally showing us what God's expectation is, which mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. I want to be close. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if you're close, then we're good. God's like, yeah. I go, love people. And I go, oh, okay. That's it? And God's like, yeah, pretty much. Like, go, go do the thing. <laughs> and, and so those expectations are um, when I let those other harmful kind of lenses and views mm -hmm. cloud me. Um, I, I get into some dark places, yeah. right? And I think we people can struggle where um, where we come into the season and it's like uh, we just expect things, you know? And it's like, I don't, nah. Maybe mm -hmm. God's got a different idea, mm -hmm. uh, you know? But it's, anything else from you on that? You know, can we talk about Santa for a second? Is that okay? Sure. Um, cool. Hey, <laughs> if you're young and you're little, turn it off. So we we put onto Santa so many things, right? Santa, Santa, you know, it's, it's kind of creepy in that he knows he's watching you. He knows when you're naughty and nice. <laughs> We're like the same he, person. He's, right he's, the, he's, the, he's the picture of generosity. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the one that is kind of equal uh, in reaching everybody all over the world, no matter what, mm -hmm. uh, if you're not naughty. Um, we have put so many traits on Santa 
that come from Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that realizing that it shows me the struggle between kind of, um, you know, life without faith and life with faith. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have to wait for Santa to, to know generosity and to know joy and to, to, to know that we're supposed to reach everybody. And, and when we have Jesus and when we're living in that constant effort of trying to be like Christ Mm -hmm. and trying to, to reach out and to love our neighbors and to love them well, um, just as well as God loves us. Right. Um, and to, to, to wait for Santa, you know, to be able to talk about those things seems, seems like we're shorting, shortchanging ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so really practicing this, this Christmas spirit all year long is, is really a helpful, I think, kind of image uh, yeah. that really kind of pulls us ultimately closer to Christ. Um, yeah. I think for me, too, one of the things that's so, and like, not to sound like a Santa hater, because I, you know, it's whenever somebody says, with all due respect, and you're like, okay, here comes the disrespectful <laughs> part. Um, but Santa's love is conditional. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the things that's always underlying that that is mm-hmm. so difficult. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, talk to children. Because mm-hmm. children who come from households where, like, Santa is used as a manipulative tool, right, where it's like if you behave, then you'll get toys for Christmas. Right. And I'm like, that's not gospel. Mm-hmm. That's not the good news. The no, good news is right. not like Jesus is like, well, you can have this if or but. But Kelly, like, doesn't Jesus say repent? I, get, I, I know, okay? I know. But, but what I'm getting at is, like, the gift is offered freely. The grace is given mm-hmm. freely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not conditional. Like, the gift being given to me is not conditional upon That's my right. performance. That's right. And Santa checks all of the boxes. Except that one. Except that one. Yep. Which, which further, I think, you know, this is why Santa is... We love Santa. And I freaking love Santa. I mean, Santa's great. Like, bowl full of jelly. I'm like, yeah. I'm there. Uh, yeah, I want to be, like, <laughs> joyful and kind to mm-hmm. people. And people, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to have those characteristics, sure. Um, but it's almost like to me, and I'm not, like, war on Christmas guy. And, like, you know, it's, a, it's Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. And I'm like, bro, just, it's fine. Just leave it alone. But, but I am the guy that's, like, um, in my own life, too, I think, when I was wrestling with the basic concepts of the faith of, well, God loves me, I always wanted God to approach me from the perspective of giving me what I deserved. Mm-hmm. Because if, I, if God was going to give me what I deserved, then I could, make a, I could make sense out of my entire life. But if God's like, I love you, always. I don't know what to do with that because mm-hmm. I don't know how to make God loving and then make sense out of this, mm-hmm. right? And so what Santa does is Santa goes, well, yeah, because you're going to get bad things if you do bad stuff. And the reason bad things happen to you is because you deserve them somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what Santa's doing. But I think what you're talking about in the backdrop of that, that's a very serious disconnect mm-hmm. from Jesus. Jesus is like, yeah, believe in me and repent so that we can have relationship. Right. Like, I, I told you Siri was going to go <laughs> off. Um, well, what, what you're talking about, you mentioned earlier how when Christ comes, he turns everything upside down. Right. 
And that's exactly what he's doing there. He's saying, in a world where you get what you deserve, I'm telling you, you get love. Yeah. No, you know, and you're never beyond the reach of my love. Right. Um, and and it's is, not. Which and it's just the gospel. And that's like what's so important is Advent and Christmas mm-hmm. are these seasons of like what we were intended to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what happens when we're all generous? Well, well, things are good. What happens when, like, we share what we have and we look out for each other? Things are good. And I'm like, oh, what a concept. It's like I've heard this somewhere before. You know, what if exactly. What if we were going out of our way to just be kind and gracious and loving and merciful to people? And, like, we and just. And just because. And just beca- because they're worth it. Because yes. it's. Because yes. it's. And, and God's like, hey. Hey. <laughs> I, like, I see them that way, too. Mm-hmm. Just like I see you. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, and so, you know, I hope Littles weren't watching this because now Santa's ruined. Uh, the next time you're going to be like, it's not Santa, it's Krampus. Uh, you know, um, but it, it yeah. It, I've always struggled with that with Santa where I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. So then, but, but everybody messes up. Sure. So then everybody's naughty. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, like, then, then, then. And then you get into the weird stuff where it's like, well, how naughty is too naughty? Like, 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 and then you rank, you rank it. Like, well, I'm, I did this, but it's not as bad as like this over here. Yeah. And God's like, yeah. uh, we're not getting there. We're yeah. not going there. Yeah. But Santa does, mm-hmm. right? Maybe like I'll start a side business that's like repent so that Santa brings you presents. I'm just kidding. That'd be <laughs> awful. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a similar concept. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now that I've scared everybody off, <laughs> Dave, any kind of closing thoughts? We got? Well, I, I think that really is my, where I, where I land kind of in this is that, that idea of the, the spirit of Christmas is really the Holy spirit teaching mm-hmm. us, teaching us how to be connection with one another, how to be in connection with God. Right. I mean, that's the heart, uh, you know, the greatest commandment was to love God and love your neighbor. That's really the that's really what ties um, this all together. Um, you know, we, we can get into that the romantic stuff of of you know where we make up big stories of how everything is perfect. Everything's not perfect. No. Um, everything's you know there's a lot of brokenness, mm-hmm. and but we can work with each other and we can bless each other, and that's really what the season is is about. And that. we we've been blessed with the baby that came in the manger. Right. And it and he changed the world. Right. And he's changed us. And he can change so much more. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. You want to pray for us? Sure. Awesome. All right. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for the lessons of the season. We thank you for the gift of grace that you bring to the brokenhearted. We thank you for the promise that what we see today will not be the the final story. This is not how you desire things to be, and it's not how how things have to stay. Lord, you're working with us to to make changes in our world, to to be uh, a blessings to one another, and Lord, we thank you for that gift. Lord, we ask that you continue to be patient with us and to continue to give us mercy and grace. And these things we pray today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you on the next one.